That's big. One of the worst sauces in recent NFL memory. Oh. I think it's probably one of the worst sauces in the history of the Colts organization. Um, Everybody has a hand in this loss. Yeah, I agree with that. You don't, that you're point. not a playoff caliber team and go and lose to a two-win team because somebody played well. Your offensive line got whooped, seven yep. sacks. Receivers defensive. didn't get separation. Couldn't run the football. Your defensive line mm-hmm. couldn't get out to Trevor Lawrence. You got no coverage that was good. Yep. This team led the NFL in takeaways defensively. The Jaguars were the worst team as far as giveaways. They got zero. Yep, okay. Right. That being said, Carson Wentz is not the reason that the Colts lost this game. He's also not the reason the Colts won this game. And he was brought there to be the reason in this type of game, the difference maker in this type of game. I didn't go on television and say that I believed in and trusted Carson Wentz just because of the past. I honestly did. I I believed that he was going to take that step forward to being a great player again. He was good this year. He was okay in this game. He was never great. And the Colts expected greatness. And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D. Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. Alright, world. Yup. Here. I know. They're like Murph. First of all, you got a new guest. Murph, you are working. You you get into that road to five hundred like Murph. What, what what's up? Why why you what you doing? What is the mindset behind it? Just continue to listen and support, okay, world. But help me welcome entrepreneur, family man, host of Drop Balls podcast, former athlete, but the football football side. You know what I'm saying, world. Help me welcome C. Lou, Mr. Chris L. So why not sports, man? Welcome, 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 brother. Thank you for taking time out to schedule. No problem, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you having me on. No problem. No problem, man. So how's everything? And that's another thing I want to add. So when we were setting up the you know scheduled time on your bio, coach fan, after following you, coach fan, I'm like, yo, but the West Coast. So it kind of threw me off guard. I'm like, a coach <laughs> fan in the West Coast, you got all, you got the Raiders, you got, like, it's so many dope teams. So when you introduce yourself, just please include how does a coach fan, coach fan, Indianapolis Colts, you know, yeah, still so, represent the Colts in the West Coast? <laughs> so, uh, so for me, originally I'm from Florida. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. And so, uh, I I've been a Colts fan since since I could remember. So okay. my family Jaguars fans and all of that you already know. Same AFC division. South divisional, and you know playing the Jaguars, you know I was just like you know let me let me go with the team that everybody doesn't like that people don't like. So that's how it was ever since I had started watching football and. Um, so yeah, I started going for the Colts, and, <laughs> and that's pretty much. I've just been rocking with them ever since. And then when that. I moved to the West Coast, you know, everybody, Seahawks fans, 49ers fans, all of that. So, you know, it's just just leads to the trash talk every every week. 
Yes, sir. Well, salute to you, brother. You have very thick skin because uh, I'm sure after this last game in the regular season, I'm sure you was receiving a lot of flack. Yeah, yeah. About that. Yeah, especially from family back home. You know, they they talk and they mess, and I'm just like, it is what it is. We yeah. we don't play good in Jacksonville. Like that's just what it is. So. Period. This is what you get when you play Jacksonville the last game of the season. There it is. There it is, man. But, yeah, brothers, just go ahead and introduce yourself, man, to, to the first-time listeners, man. And, and for those avid listeners, hey, y'all, y'all know how I appreciate y'all. And then for those <laughs> listeners that's bringing, uh, that Chris is bringing to uh, Why Not Sports, man. We can thank y'all for, for coming and rocking with us. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I'm a former football player. I play football in college play football in high school all of that um ran track in college uh you know been through my many sorts of injuries <laughs> through football and everything yeah. uh i'm the host of drop balls podcast i drop an episode every thursday it is available on every major podcast platform um and i also do youtube videos where uh i just got back into the youtube thing because i was doing it a lot last year and you know um, well, not last year, but the, the season before the NFL season before I was doing a lot of YouTube stuff. Um, but I just got back into it. And so Drop Balls podcast, YouTube page, you all can check that out as well. And I have my own clothing line, Kings Ransom Athletic Apparel. So be sure to check out krathletics.com um, and use the code Drop Balls to get 15 percent off. So, you know, I still I carry that and, you know, just do my thing, chill with my son and make some make some good content <laughs> well, there it is man that's dope man again salute to you brother so listeners and audience in the world this is why I'm, I'm glad to have you know chris on a brother out here doing the damn thing and, and, and what you know, the least i can do is support by having him give us this dope content part of road to 500 journey man and make sure y'all go check him out as well Drop balls though Like why how Why Come up with that title bro Like that's like man You be dropping balls bro Like man These players Like Shaq and the Fool I was thinking like Shaq and yeah. the Fool Like if you've been dropping balls yeah. You about to be On the first Five ten minutes of my show Getting Getting roasted and So Initially I did have a segment Where you know uh, Who dropped the ball This week you Or go. you know Whatever right. And a lot when, when I was when I introduced the segment, when I first started my podcast and introduced the segment, a lot of it was Washington football team because of all the stuff they were going through yeah. at the time back yeah. in 2020. And uh, so I kind of took a break from that. I'm going to probably bring it back and, and insert more stuff into it because it, it needs to be in there. But uh, I don't know, man, like I was just I was just uh, sitting one day when I was starting my podcast and I was like, you know, trying to just think on my name. And I'm looking through stuff, and then I see the picture of Tom Brady dropping the ball in the Super Bowl. Mm. And so, I was, and I play, I played receiver. So like when I played football, I was a receiver, and you know, so I, I'm, I'm thinking about that. And I'm like, you know that's what? Good. Boom! Let's hit on the drop balls podcast. That's good. Now that's dope, man. Now I, I love you know hearing the story behind my peers. You know, main you know titles of their shows because it's very interesting and, and relatable or understandable in this case. Did you always know though that you would be behind the mic or were you that speaker as you was coming along? Nah, so I, I knew once football was over, once I was done playing sports, because 
I went to a small school in Kansas. I went to a junior college in Cali. Went to a small school in Kansas, and so like I knew I wasn't making it, you know, okay, nowhere far with football or whatever. Um, really, for me, it was to pay off, pay school, pay off school. You know, I was going to get my degree, and so really, football was the way because I was I was good at it. Like I could I could play. You preaching, but to the uh, brother, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew I wasn't like you know going up there, so I was so. But I always knew I wanted to be involved in sports one way or another after mm-hmm. I was done. So, like, whether it was uh, speaking behind the mic, my ultimate goal was actually to become an agent. So, like, I wanted mm-hmm. to go to law school and do all of that stuff and become a become an agent. Um, I got accepted into law school, but then I ended up moving to the West Coast. And um, so after after my bachelor's degree, I was like, all right, so I'm going to apply for jobs because I still got bills to pay. And I'm going to apply to law schools. Whichever one comes first, that's what I'm going to take. So I got a job before I got accepted into law school. So I was like, all right, well, you know, it is what it is. So I packed up, left, came out here um, back in 2015. And then uh, then I got accepted into two law schools, but they were both on the East Coast. So I was like, you know, it's too late for me to go back that way um, after spending thousands of dollars to get out here. So I was like, no, I'm good. So I ended up getting my MBA in sports management. So I got my master's in business administration and sports Congratulations. management. Mm-hmm. And uh appreciate it. And so I, I did all of that. And then the the pandemic hit. When the pandemic hit in 2020, I was like, all right, I'm working from home. You know, I don't have anything else to do. I can't really do much now because everything was shut down at that point. And so I was like, you know what? I still love, you know, I love sports. I sit down and watch sports all the time. I'm just starting me a podcast. And so that's pretty much how it happened. Like, I never thought I would be behind a mic talking about sports, but it's something I love to do. So, like, I, I love talking sports. It's that that thing I'm passionate about for real. Yes, like, I may not, I may not have any other passion. Like, when I talk, everybody says I'm monotone, but when you when you hear me talk about sports, you hear them inflections in my voice <laughs> because that's I'm checking the ways really right now. Like, about. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, as we yeah. record for so, sure. So yeah, it, it, that's what that's what made me get into it. Well, that's dope, man. Now I got them listeners like Drop Balls Podcast. Is it uh, strictly football, baseball, basketball, and more detail? What what can they during expect when they tune in? Yeah, so during football season, it's strictly football. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> outside of football season, I started talking about other things. Like okay. I tried to, I tried to do, um, you know, I tried to especially because we got basketball season outside i tried to mix some of that in there but then yes, i sir. realized that when i get talking about football i get going so Good. for me you know I, I have to put basketball on the back burner until football until football season's done yes, and sir. then i'll get into i'm still going to drop stuff about football but it won't be as much content versus what sports actually going on baseball season we're going we're going to get into that in uh in March when baseball starts back up if they ever get through this collective bargaining agreement or whatever yeah, CBA um we're gonna get back into that in March but yeah I, I talk all of that you know I'm a Yankees fan uh basketball I'm a heat fan and then football is the coach so you know I gotta talk about all of those as the seasons go on yes sir That's and dope, boxing man. I talk about boxing sometimes too okay okay cool cool so for those you know listeners man they they locked in. They want to just know when they push, for, you know, push play. They want to know what they're listening to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Outside, obviously, you know, this show. 
your clothing apparel, man. We we gonna we gotta we gotta talk about the brand, man. Like, how did that come about? Was it before podcasting? Yeah. So so I actually had started a clothing line back in 2018, and it was black. It was called. It was initially called Black Elephant. Okay. And so um, about I want to say sometime th- during 2020, I changed the name. And I went with King's Ransom Athletic Apparel. Okay. Um, it might have been 2020, 2021, one of those. But I, I changed the name from Black Elephant to King's Ransom. And so uh, the story behind that, once again, I'm an athlete. So I know, I know, you know, sometimes you want to have your sweatpants, your athleisure wear that you can just chill in. Uh, but also something that you can work out in that's functioning for you to yeah. do that as well. And so... Um, so I went ahead and, you know, changed the name, start changing the, the products I put out. Um, so that way it could it could go more towards that lifestyle. But also at the same time, a King's Ransom, you know, when when you're looking at getting a contract or you're looking at, uh, you know, trying to make some money, you always want to get that King's Ransom. Like you want to get that money. Mm-hmm. And so the King's Ransom is just really a boatload of money. So, like, that's pretty much where that that points towards, too. But um but yeah, I mean that's that's the brand. It's it's a athleisure apparel brand. So not only can you work out in this stuff, but you can chill. You can chill, like, you know, chilling in the house in it. Yeah. If you just going out, you know, just to go chill or whatever, it's something comfortable you can wear. But it's also it's just functional where you can wear it wherever you go. Well, world, as you listen to this, this information, great information about C. Lou, Chris Lou, will be on. Uh, Available for you to click the link and, you know, support. Indianapolis Colts. This is not negative, yep. I promise. This is not negative. <laughs> I, I've already been through it. Like I said, my wife is a Colts fan. You had some highlights this season with your running back, who is still in the MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. Mr. Jonathan Taylor. How has he emerged to one of the elite running backs in the league, in your opinion, um, his vision. Like I mean, he he has great ball carrier vision. But not only that, you know, you got to give some some credit to that offensive line. That yes. offensive line is amazing. Um, Quentin Nelson, uh, Glowinski, Braden Smith, Ryan Kelly, uh, Eric Fisher. I mean, he was good in the run game. wasn't too good in the passing game, but it is what it is. But uh, <laughs> right. But um, now nah, the offensive line and, you know, you couple that with Jonathan Taylor's ability to see the holes and, and you know, just plant his foot and go. Uh, it, it makes for some magic. So um, I think that's how he's been very successful behind that offensive line. And, uh, you know, we saw what we saw what he did at Wisconsin. You know, he was he was a stud running back in Wisconsin. Now, usually Wisconsin, they put out their running backs in the league. They do really good in college mm-hmm. and then they get to the league and they, they're not really not. They're not they're not bad, but they're not, you know, like we ain't we ain't talking about them as the upper echelon of the right, NFL. Right. Um, so, you know, there were some questions with that when Jonathan Taylor came into the league. I love the I love the pick when we picked him in the second round okay. um, in 2020. I love the pick. But, you know, it was still those questions like, OK, is he going to be, you know, he had a lot of miles in college. Is he going to be able to, you know, withhold that in the NFL? And is he going to be good in the NFL? And, you know, he he's shown up the past two years. And I love to see it. It's, it's a big factor. I know people say 
running backs come and go, but there's not many running backs that you can put in that conversation with a Derrick Henry or a Jonathan Taylor, with a uh, with the Alvin Kamara, uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey. There's not a lot of or Dalvin Cook too, but there's not a lot of running backs that you can put in those conversations on. Are they the best in the league? And uh, so yeah, running backs come and go. They have a low shelf, like a a very low shelf life, but but I mean when you get those stud running backs you gotta you gotta appreciate that yeah yeah no, no doubt no doubt and i know it's a lot going on behind the scenes as far as the gm head coaching and you know vacancies and the quarterback situation so we're gonna hit on all this man i told you i'm ready because i'm yeah. excited this way the, <laughs> the information you tell me because you much more into it far as in the coast than I am. I can because of Chris. Thank you, brother. Boo. Got some information, see? So I'm giving you credit to the world because you're doing the research for me <laughs> and giving me a dope perspective so I can, you know, share that information. Mm-hmm. What what are as far as the head coaching opportunities or vacancy that is out, who do you or who would you like to see or who do you see leaning toward uh, of being the next, you know, head coach? And or GM for uh, for the Colts. Uh, I think I think we keep Reich. I think uh, okay. Chris Ballard stays. Um, I think to be honest, both of them have done a great job for the organization. Reich, I don't believe has had a losing season since he's okay. been. Actually, maybe he had one his first year or something like that. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I don't think we've had a losing season under okay. Frank Reich. And um, you know, some people, they, they get upset with some of his play calling and stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, some of it, yeah, some of especially this season, some of it, I can say some of his play calling was kind of iffy. Mm-hmm. But then also when you when you know the scheme that the team is running, some of it falls on the quarterback because uh, when you're running RPOs and stuff like that, it's based on what the quarterback is seeing. So. When the quarterback is, you know, going through the, the the fake, you know, the zone fake or whatever, the zone read, and he's looking at everything else, that's at that decision he's going to know if he's going to pa- if he's going to pass it or if he's going to hand it off to Jonathan Taylor. So mm-hmm. there's sometimes where maybe Frank Wright calls some passing plays, but there's also a lot where uh, Carson Wentz RPO he had the passing option and he took the passing option over the run option because there's games where Jonathan Taylor was doing this thing, 15 carries, 70 yards. But we stopped running with him at some point. And, you know, people question why. And really, I mean, part of that is the reason why. Because when you call RPOs, the quarterback has an option, depending on what the defense is giving them, to take that to take that opportunity to throw the ball downfield. It was something I seen week 16 or 17. Can't remember. But they said when Jonathan Taylor get over 100 yards, Y'all like at a 90-something percent chance or no, 90% winning percentage. So, as a fan, why, like you said, coach, why would you stop giving – feed this man. Keep giving him the yeah. ball. Let him eat. There, there's some games where getting away from the run game, I understand. Like when we played Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. We know Tampa Bay's run defense is probably yeah. the best in the league. It's the, the upper five in the league. Yes, um, and we know their secondary wasn't that good. And when you saw Carson Wentz play, he made some really good plays in that game. Um, and so we got got away from the run game. I don't understand why we get, like 
what was it against the Raiders? We ran the ball, I want to say 20 times. And then against Jacksonville, we ran it about maybe 15 times. I don't understand why we got away from the run in those two games. Okay. Um, Appreciate that. I think for me, you know, in the, in the Jacksonville game, for me, it was kind of like they were trying to prove a point. Like they were trying to prove like, this is why we went and got wins because not saying that Wentz lost us that game, but he also didn't do anything to win us that game either. And I think that's where they were trying to put the game in his hands. Like, okay, go win us this game. Like we can't get anything going on defense. We can't, you know, we, we can run the ball, but it's not as, as effective as we want it to be. So, all right, Wentz, this is your chance to to show why we got you. And, um, and I mean, I could be a hundred percent wrong, but just from a fan's perspective, looking at the game that's kind of how it looked um so so i really don't know what happened there but nah like when jonathan taylor when he does his thing we win like <laughs> we win games when he when he goes out there and balls so you saw it against the patriots you saw it against the buffalo bills where he yes, had like sir. 200 and something yards and four touchdowns um i mean you see you see the the production so okay that's why i'm asking man it's- you brought up Wentz. What what is the future for Carson Wentz in your eyes? Uh, so, man, I see a bunch of Colts fans on Twitter talking about go get Jimmy Garoppolo, go get Russell Wilson, go get these quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I'm like, nah, like, nah, let's run it back one year, with, one more year with Wentz. Um, add him some weapons this offseason. I mean. So the thing, the consensus for everybody is every time something goes wrong, they want to blame Wentz, but okay. they don't want to look at, they don't, and not to hundred percent defend Wentz because he had his issues. Like we all saw some of his issues on display on primetime football. Like we saw, we saw it, but at the same time, like you got to look at the state of the team. So outside of Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman, who else produced like our, our, our third best receiver was Jonathan Taylor, and he had 300 receiving yards. And that's, yes, sir. The receiver after Michael Pittman had like 371 or something like that. So, Pascal. So, if you're going to look at, yeah, Pascal, like, if yeah. you're going to look at Wentz, like, look at look at everything. Like, let's just look at everything. Let's look at the team as currently constructed. Yes, we have an amazing offensive line. Yes, Wentz holds on to the ball a lot sometimes. Yes, Wentz makes some bonehead plays sometimes. <laughs> but also, Wentz doesn't have a second receiver. He has yeah. a number one option. Yes. He doesn't have a number two option. His third option is the running back. Running back, <laughs> like, who's already. That's a problem. Yeah. Carrying the so, load. Literally carrying exactly. the load. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, yeah. you know, Jimmy Garoppolo ain't going to fix that. And honestly, Jimmy Garoppolo isn't an upgrade over Carson Wentz. I'm sorry. He's not. We, I mean, everybody wants to give him credit for last night against the Green Bay Packers. That was not him. And they, I, I saw Colts fans talking about, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo so clutch, this, that, and the third. My man's is has two touchdowns to five interceptions in the in the playoffs. Yes, seven hundred and thirty-three yards, and I think like a sixty-three completion percentage. When in the regular season, he's like at like sixty-eight. So he drops off in the playoffs. Playoffs, yeah. And that's that's what you think is better than than Carson Wentz. And then not only that, but last night we saw him the last drive. Uh, he completed two passes. And then you saw Debo Samuel and, and Mitchell carry them to victory pretty much to the to the field goal range for Robbie Gold to hit the field. Yep. That's not clutch. That's clutch on Debo and Elijah Mitchell. Those two mm-hmm. were clutch. 
So, you know, for me, I, I don't want to go get Jimmy G. I don't want to get Russell Wilson. Russ, Russ is an amazing quarterback. Or Russ is a pretty good quarterback. But he's not... I don't think he's an, uh, a huge upgrade over Carson Wentz. Like, if, if we're going to replace Carson Wentz, you go get me someone who is a huge upgrade. Like, you oh, go a- get Aaron me... Rodgers? Well... <laughs> I mean, I would I would love to have Aaron Rodgers, but at the same time, we've seen his playoff issues. And yeah. once again, though, that's in the NFC. You're coming over to the AFC. Are you still going to have those same issues? Who knows? And now you're playing in a dome versus playing outside. So, you know, there's a lot of things that factor in with that, too. Not to give Aaron Rodgers any excuses, but I'm just saying, like, there's a right. there's a bunch of other factors. Um, but I think Aaron Rodgers would be. Uh, like a huge upgrade over Carson Wentz. <laughs> Russell Wilson is not that. Like the same things we complain about uh, Carson Wentz for holding on to the ball too long, not taking the check downs, uh, you know, making some bonehead plays. I've had the luxury of seeing Russell Wilson do the same exact thing over the past six and a half years. He doesn't really take the check downs like he should. With more weapons. With all more weapons. So he always is looking for the deep ball, especially with Tyler Lockett and DK. Um, he holds on to the ball too long, which sometimes leads to sacks, unnecessary sacks, or strip fumbles, an issue that Carson Wentz had this year. So if you're telling me, and then not only that, but we just spent a first round pick on Carson Wentz, a first and a third. It would be, in my opinion, if I can't get you in free agency, it's kind of stupid to go another year without having a first round pick. Because with Russ, you know you're going to have to give up at least one or two first round picks. Easy. Because that's what that's what the Seahawks are going to be looking for. I'm not willing to do that in back to back years. No, don't like you can miss me with that. Um, so running back one, running back another year at Wentz. If Wentz isn't that good, like if he if he lays an if he lays an egg, like Wentz had a pretty good year statistically. But if he lays an egg and we don't make the playoffs, okay, there's some pretty good quarterbacks coming out of college next year. In C.J. Stroud, uh, Bryce Young. There, there's a bunch of quarterbacks that's yeah, coming, coming out next out. year. That we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would have so, came out this right, year cool. if he was eligible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's go get one of them if we can, because I, I, I just don't feel like wasting those wasting those picks in back to back years. And I don't want to. We've had four different quarterbacks in the past four years. Let, let's have some consistent some. Let's have some consistency a little bit. You know, let's 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 ride it out and see what we can get. You brought up something interesting, man, regarding the Colts fans, especially on Twitter, about Jimmy G. Why, in your opinion, as a football mind, football player, the mindset, the special teams, why do the special why do not the special teams get enough credit? Because I, I think as I guess casual football fans, and not all of them are casuals, but from from a casual football fan standpoint, they only see the two facets of of the game. They only see the uh, the offense and the defense. They don't really understand uh, unless you really have played football or like you really studied football. You don't understand. There's three phases of of a, of a team. It's defense, offense, and special teams. And special teams can win you or lose you a game, as we saw last night. Clearly. As we saw last night, like, I mean, yeah, the Packers weren't too good on offense either, but defense played well. And so, like, 
let's say let's say your defense plays good your offense plays good you can overcome special team blunders mm-hmm. but if you have an offense that's playing bad and a, and a special teams that's playing <laughs> terrible you might lose that game yeah. and we saw that last night we saw we saw a team in the san francisco 49ers who were playing great on three phases of the game and so people don't really like to people don't take into account that special teams special teams is a real is a really big deal i remember when i was playing the, my uh, my coach was always harping on special teams. Like we need an explosive play on special teams, whether it's a block, whether it's a, a big return. We need an explosive play on special teams because that's gonna that's gonna help you win this game. And so special teams, people don't people don't like to look at that. They don't understand the uh, the impact that that block punt had. Or I think they had two block punts yesterday, but that those block punts had on on San Francisco winning that game. They they don't really get that. Yeah, yeah, that's good, man. And that's why, world, that's why we got C. Lou on. He giving y'all some things that the average sports show will not, like we said, man, RPOs and just uh, up the three facets, offense, defense, special teams. Like, I've been listening to sports for years. It's it's the same old generic, like you said, casual fan talk. I want some in-depth. I want some terminology, some jargon that, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> and that's why I, I told you, I'm glad to have you on. I see the passion. I hear the insight. I hear the knowledge. <laughs> and for my sports, you know, you know, uh, audience and my listeners, they love this because I'm not an in-depth guy. However, if I need to talk that talk, I'm, you know, I feel like I can talk amongst the best. However, yeah. Why not sports? We talk about the good, bad, and the ugly of sports and how it impacts your everyday life. So it can be a array of different subjects and topics to where, you know, people can relate. And I want to talk about, before we talk about my next subject or topic, which is being a family man, baby boy, and the impact you have and his, you know, uh, seeing you in his eyes, the grind, and I'm sure inspiring him. As you can see, mine is, you know, checking me out. Ty Hilton, man, like, he used to be, maybe he missed luck. I don't know. (laughs) Just as a veteran of the game and and someone that has helped me go far, even though he was inconsistent, but he was a game changer on fantasy football. So I want to just ask you about, you know, T.Y., man, and and what, what – what does he have left to offer for the coach? Um, so the thing the thing with Hilton is I think he's and it, and this sucks to say because you know 32 is still fairly young. I'm going to be yes, 32 sir. in March. So TY is 32 now and but when it comes to football, you know, that's kind of you're kind of over the hill at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And you know the injuries start coming more and it's harder to get back from the injuries and that's kind of what has happened with hilton um and i think his last 1000 yard season i'm gonna look it up real quick his last 1000 yard season was 2018 um so you know about about three four years ago so it's kind of like i think he's towards the downside of his career i know he's been contemplating retirement he said that uh He'll do whatever Jack Doyle does. So if Jack Doyle comes back, he's going to come back. If Jack Doyle retires, he's going to retire because both of them are, you know, you know, at the, at that age mm-hmm. where I think it's time for them to hang it up. And that's the tight end, see right? why he, Yeah, that's the tight end, yeah. 
and um see why he's been a great even this season that like you know i don't know if you watched the hard knocks series with uh i did not when they had the 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 end season with the colts okay um i only watched about two episodes i didn't okay. even watch it that much either because i was like because <laughs> really i didn't want it to happen i felt like it'd be a distraction <laughs> but gotcha but uh especially with us losing at that point in time i was like nah you know what yeah i don't want people to see the inside and be on here talking talking all this mess about the Colts. um but now nah, he had been like a great contributor like motivator for the team and I, I think you know having that vet that can motivate the team and i think that's part of the reason why we went on those runs or why we went on that huge run in the middle of the season you know at the start now like one and four and i'm on i'm on twitter you know going hard for my coach like i think yeah. we still gonna finish 12 or 12 and 12 and 5 or 11 and 6 and we was right there until the last two games mm-hmm. <laughs> and those That's games should have been dubs one yep yep they should have been one easy but yeah. uh but now nah, like i was going hard and but when you saw ty on the you know on hard knocks you could see how how motivated he was for that team and i mean if he comes back i could see that role but he's not a number two receiver he's not a number three receiver anymore um so you know i I think it's one of those things where he can come back as the team motivator or you know to to help to help uh he can still make some plays here and there we saw that this season yes sir but he's not like i said he's not the number two or number three guy anymore and we got to go find one of those paris campbell was supposed to be our number two guy but he can't stay healthy to save his life so Mm -hmm. that's good and to your point 2018 was his last a uh, thousand yard uh, season with twelve seventy, and then before that, for the exception of twenty seventeen, he had a good one, two, good, yeah, five consecutive seasons over a thousand yeah. yards. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Being a father, family man, how has your brand and being a content creator inspired, man, baby boy? Uh, I don't know yet. Okay. Uh, so, so he's, good. I mean, he's five. He's still, he's five. So he's still young. He's still doing his, his other things. But I will say my love for sports has rubbed off on him. So, okay. um, not only that, but his mom has two other boys, they, two older boys. So, um, his oldest brother is 20, or his oldest brother would be 20 next month. His middle brother is 12. And so they all play sports. His oldest gotcha. brother played football. Um, but he got hurt, so he's no longer playing. So, or he can no longer play. But um, he played football. His middle brother plays soccer, and so. But I do see like my love for sports has rubbed off on him. So, okay. um, and I see that because so I bought him. I bought him a. Uh, uh, what is it called? Like that's like one of those little kids Alexas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so. <laughs> I saw him one morning, you know, I was waking up. He was just in the room chilling, but I was waking up and I hear him talking about Alexa. How many touchdowns does DK Metcalf have? How many (laughs) touchdowns does Justin Jefferson have? So like he, he definitely, he's learned names, learned numbers, like, uh, watching basketball, you know, he, he's already said his favorite team is golden state and, you know, watching Steph Curry and them. So like, I, f- I definitely feel like my love for sports has rubbed off on him and you know i i love seeing that like i it's uh i don't know i just love seeing it and then also like when i'm when i am on my computer making like doing my shirts or whatever or my clothing um he's like i know you're making that for you are you making something for me and like all this and all that so 
you know i can definitely tell like he he likes seeing it and he also likes you know just being around me when i'm working and doing that kind of stuff um so that that's what i see so far you know and that's dope in itself brother i have two sons myself yeah and from the son aspect i get it you know what i mean my father wasn't in my life so i i i, I love to ask my guest questions especially with kids how they see the grind they see the passion and like yeah. similar to you you know my kids they know when daddy's recording <laughs> they know see my son my son hasn't quite figured that out yet like when okay. i'm recording like there's times he'll be he'll be chilling and like he'll be quiet yeah but there's other times where he's just like eh, i want to make some noise and yeah, so, yeah. so he does everything wrong. he can to make some noise uh and i mean for me like like i my, my parents were married for i want to say 15 years of my life for my first okay. 15 years but um but my dad was in the military so he was gone a lot and then when okay. he was at home he was always on his computers because he was building computers too um so like in his okay. free time he built computers um and so you know he wasn't he was there but he wasn't there you know what i mean like gotcha. he was he was there but he still wasn't like there i mean we had our moments at times like we've gone fishing together when i was younger and stuff like that but it it, it wasn't you know so for me like when i had when my son was born i was just like because me and his mom weren't together but i was like you know i'm i'm here Right. I, I don't right. like Washington like I don't like living in, in Washington I wanted to leave Washington after like two years after I moved here but the only reason I stayed here is because I ended up having a son and Come so on. I wanted to stay here and be like you know make sure I was a part of his life and make sure you know I saw him growing up and this that and the third and so I mean so not having that in my life definitely pushed me towards like you know making sure and even what I think it was last year Last year, I tore my meniscus in my right knee uh, mm. playing softball. Um, so this is the knee I tore up in college because I tore my ACL in college, mm. uh, ACL and meniscus. And so I was playing softball with my with my job. We had, you know, got into this little this little league, and I tore my meniscus in the first game we the first game we played that day. I tore my meniscus. I kept playing, and then I even played in the second game after. <laughs> after that first game wow um so because like i tore it right and then i was like damn some something's wrong with my knee so i stayed out there on the field because we was we was on defense but then when we got in the dugout i went and tried to bend my knee and i couldn't so i was like yeah i tore my meniscus i already knew it yeah and so so i stood up walked around sat back down and then i could bend my knee so i was like all right cool i'm good to go so i went back in (laughs) and kept playing and then played in the second game but i told my mom because i was like i know i tore my meniscus but now i have to go through all of this medical stuff mris and all that to make sure and let them tell me what i need to do so i was like you know if i have to get surgery i'm not getting it until the summer because i still have to take my son to school you know on the days that he's over here with me right and um you know with a meniscus tear they put you in an immobilizer so that way you can't bend your knee and i can't drive with an immobilizer on so right so i was like so if if i can't drive then i can't get Braden to the things i need to get him to mm-hmm. so i was like I'll, i'm good on that until the summer if i can hold out to the summer i'm not getting surgery into that my mom called me back after i told her that and she was like you know what most men wouldn't do that most men wouldn't even think that way and she and at that point she was like you know uh, uh and my mom's very like she's a she's very uh she's a christian she's very religious or whatever and she was just like, you know, I was standing in line somewhere and, you know, God was just talking to me and she was like, you know, you, you're a great father. Like you, you're a really good father. Most men wouldn't think of 
of those things you know like if you tore your meniscus most men would be like oh yeah i gotta get surgery i'm going to go get surgery but they wouldn't think how it affects everything else in your life um and i was like well you know and she's like and i don't know where you got that from but i'm glad you kind of picked those kind of things up and you know it's not to bash my dad or anything it's just you know he he was busy he worked he did what he needed to do to try to help support the family or whatever and uh but it's just things i picked up along the way myself that made me the father i am to my son today or things i saw that i didn't want to be a part of my life when my i didn't want my son to feel certain ways when he was growing up and so uh you know i made sure i made some changes to make sure he he knows i'm here no matter what salute brother i told y'all obviously i told y'all this why he (laughs) see lou chris lou is here on why not sports man if you get a chance first five minutes chris check out the episode on why not sports season 11 respect the big man my seven year old was in the room with me while i was recording i say that to say to your point like Dad, I just want to be around you. I don't. I know you work. I know you. You know, got other children. I just can. I just be in your presence. So I say that to say, keep doing your thing, brother. I get it. I for do sure. this for the love. I still got my job. I'm. You know, I have a family. But I. What we're doing right now, I love it to the core. Mm-hmm. Because like you, I, all I knew was sports. When I didn't have that support, it was sports. Yep. When I had to get away from the small city I lived in, very little exposure, sports allowed me to go to visits. It allowed me to travel the you know country, the states. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to graduate college debt free. All I'm telling you is I understand, brother. So for you know this connection to be here, you know, and you blessing the uh, platform, man, and, and being you know that that presence, that positive influence in, in your son's life, man. Salute to you, brother. I know it ain't easy, but from one brother man to another, keep it up, man. That's why. Again, this is why not sports, man. I know we spoke sports, Colts, your journey as a wide receiver, but this is the part of the show where I think that helps why not sports be successful because here we are talking about our kids. Yeah. Yeah, The average sports show is not going to do that, man. If they do, it's for like a minute. 30 seconds but we, we mm-hmm. actually you know chiming in on it and you know supporting one another man so as a peer as a brother man hey reach out if need be and um, just know I get it brother I get it man it's just something you know been doing this for six years and still having a job and actually yeah. had another son while I was recording and my baby boy <laughs> is four he'll be five in October so I'm just saying like yeah I just love what we do, man. So on that no, note, for the sure. listeners like Merv, we love it. Keep talking. No, me and Chris got things to do. Okay, you know <laughs> what I mean. We can't. We we can do this at another time. But if there's anything else, though, brother, that you want to add, feel free. If not, man, just let the world know how they can. I know they can check the description, but maybe they just want to hear you tell them how to find yeah. you on social media and uh, find your uh, clothing line. Yeah, for sure. No, I didn't have anything else, man. Just going with the flow. Just going with the flow. But uh, yeah, so, you know, social media, you can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram at DropBallsPod. Both both the same, you know, handles. Uh, Once again, check out the podcast. Drop an episode every Thursday. This Thursday, we're going to be talking about uh, the divisional playoff rounds and talking about those those things. 
um and then uh but yeah every major podcast platform apple podcast google podcast spotify amazon music all of that so you can check it out drop balls podcast um and check out kr athletics king's ransom athletic apparel uh use the code drop balls 15 percent off there it is well world hey me and chris we love y'all we we gonna keep dropping this content if y'all don't hear from us on social media, it's because we with our kids, okay? Get off of us. But when we do come back with our free time, we coming for y'all next, okay? But anyway, <laughs> I, I know I'm talking I'm talking a little stuff. I'm in a good mood, man. But Chris, no, C. Lou, I appreciate you, brother. Um, just keep doing your thing, man. I see the passion. I see the, the insight. And I've been doing this, like I said, you know, about six years. I've listened to sports shows. What you have is something special, man. So just know from one peer to Appreciate another, it. man. Just, just stay with it, man. And you you bring in a different element to this sports culture or this sports media world that that we definitely need. And Appreciate it. For no sure. doubt, man. No doubt. No doubt. Now, where I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> I know. They're like, Merv, don't do this. When you coming back, just subscribe. Subscribe. Wherever you listen to, to, to Chris, C. Lou, find Why Not Sports. You can check uh, check me out on Instagram uh, at HDMurf on Twitter as well at HDMurf. Uh, Instagram on uh, Why Not Sports for Instagram. Why Not Sports underscore. Check out the website www.dmurfspeaks.com. Leave a note. Just kind of see what I've been up to. But world, like I said, we love y'all. I'm out. Until next time. I don't even say next week because... We we dropping them every few days right now because we just, we just we feeling it we feeling y'all we love y'all we we rocking with y'all but keep grinding keep the faith. Keep on